Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, but a fanfic of a fanfic that itself is a synthesis between Fallout, a popular game at a post-apocalyptic wasteland, and Melody Pony, a popular show about pastel horses. Hi, I'm Fi. I'm joined once again with my co-host, Weird. Say hello, Weird. For the last time, it's Sir Weirdington Esquire, and I expect you to remember that in the future, or else there will be no consequences of any kind. Yes. Um, hi, folks. Uh, we're back again. Uh, back doing a podcast. Um, phew, phew, fuck. Um, yeah, this is kind of like a part two of like a broader thing. Like, definitely like last week was it would be an important one to listen to to understand the context of everything that's going to happen in this chapter uh, type deal. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it was a soft cliffhanger. A uh... Uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone stares with their eyes and resolute uh, to finish the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, so we 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 left off um, in the um, building that was introduced many chapters ago, um, with uh, full of um, uh, unreachable uh, forest field protect- <laughs> uh, protected wood. Uh, full of dangerous robots. Um, we found that um, war crime uh, horse experiments were being conducted in this building. Um, and that there is a mega spell factory in here. Yes. Uh, it- we've, we've just come across the testing chamber. Being heroes, uh, the, our, our hero's uh, first inclination is to poke at it. <laughs> is, to, is to go inside and see what's, what's, what's going on. Yes. Uh, uh, forgive us if this 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 uh, this episode is going to be a little weird. Um, we're 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 both having sleep troubles. Uh, 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 Fies half of the um, let's call it in fiction bunker because we're totally recording this within the same bunker and not in two <laughs> uh, uh, two different buildings uh, uh, across a continent. <laughs> we just have two uh, cans and one really long string. <laughs> Oh, but Fi's half of the bunker um, within the fiction is being renovated, uh, which makes him fall asleep. And my half is freezing. <laughs> yes. And so if you, that also, if you excuse any, like, sort of bumping or bouncing noises that hopefully I've, like, removed from it, but, like, it might be completely impossible to get everything. So, you know, just be wary of that. Um, but, yeah, gosh. Uh, so this chapter might be a little bit shaggy, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, so they, uh, so Cliffhanger answered, they enter the room that they were coming into from the previous one, and, uh, it's... Well, uh, before we, we, we open up with, with a, um, uh, uh, our, our, our Silver Storm, uh, waxing poetical, um, yes. about, <laughs> well, <laughs> Horse Mingula <laughs> was certainly, certainly did very bad things. But she meant well, which is more than you could say of me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even mean well. (laughs) And that does feel bad. (laughs) Does that ultimately make me a a worse horse than than the one who who did all of the, like, uh, medical science torture? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But not by much. But yeah, we we like come into yeah because she yeah she like waxes poetically and then like yeah the doctor Baptisia is the name I think we like learned of that was the head of the research Doctor Bap uh, Doctor Baps yeah Doctor Bappy Paw um uh yeah I think it's it's got to be Baptista yeah well it's like Baptisia it's it's not Baptista uh, I I checked that it didn't have a second T I see um. But yeah, I'm sure it means something very important and 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 ominous, and I forgot to look it up. Um, something to do with baptism, presumably. Probably. Uh, but yeah, we we come into a ominous, like white room with very geometrical, like shaped uh, uh, walls that are all like perfectly cut. Um, we get. Uh, we get an answer to what the dumb voice that's been talking in her dumb head 
uh, has been for the last little while, uh, finally. Because they, like, talk about it. Um, uh, and, like... <laughs> so this is where it gets confusing. So there's, like, two voices, it turns out. Because there's, like, the, like, voice on the radio that's been yelling at them the whole time in this bunker. And then there's also, like, the voice they've been hearing in their head. And that turns out to be two separate entities who are, like, arguing with each other. <laughs> but yeah, they get, like, locked in the room and, like, the the the, uh, the voice kind of, like, makes itself known. They, like, work out that the, like, the, the, the voice is the thing that's been, like, making all the, like, illusions that they've been seeing. Like, all the weird dream sequence stuff that they've been um, experiencing up to this point. Because it can, like, talk in different voices and stuff as well. And... Uh, it, it, okay, so I like the, I really like this scene for, like, uh, cause I, I think the, like, interaction's very funny, cause, like, it's, like, this big looming, like, I'm a god, you know, I'm this big evil eldritch nightmare, and they're like, wait a second, like, aren't you just some dumb horse? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and their response is like, no, no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Aren't you this guy I talked to in my dream? <laughs> Probably not. Are you sure? Because she like repeats the number that she was given from from Simple Heart. And it's like, ha, no, you are Simple Heart. And they're like, no, I'm a big scary <laughs> god. <laughs> you gotta take me seriously. Um, I don't know. Like this, this, this made me think a lot about like a scene. Uh, that like, cause it's, it's very much like the, the, like the, it's very much one of those things where like the things like talking like, oh, this one knows this earth pony and like tries to talk in this very like mysterious and fanciful voice. And then the party just kind of goes like, wait a second. Aren't you just like this idiot that I know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like just deflates the scene quite, quite effectively. And it's funny. Cause like, this reminds me of like a scene that happened in PH that I got really mad at where like. The dumb eater of souls, the giant evil star donut, um, like who had been like a mysterious force up to this point, a crack opens up in the ground and it starts yelling at Blackjack, and uh, like, yeah. and like that ruined the mystery of the character because it had a stupid dumb voice and it just sounded it was just the goddess round three, and it exact and it had a kind of similar vibe to this where like, I I I couldn't remember the specific example. I just had like an ambient feeling. Yes, that th this happened like half a dozen times in PH, but it was bad every time. Yeah, um, like part of the reason why this is effective is because like it. I mean, part of it's because like no, it actually isn't a god. It's just a dude. It's a dude <laughs> that got affected by a horrible experiment. So they're not taking him very seriously. Plus, it's kind of like within the characters to like not very take this stuff very seriously. Like especially Flair. Again, for all of that I hate him, I do think the writing of Flair is quite good, where he just doesn't even give this scene like much time of day. Yeah, they this this party is composed entirely of the sort of idiot who would be unimpressed. <laughs> um, serenity, like you know, serenity with her like just sort of earnest curiosity. Um, Flair with his. Um, uh, flippant dipshittery and uh, Silver just doesn't. He <laughs> just has no. no Silver has a cinder block for a brain, so. <laughs> but the, the 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 way that you framed it remind me reminded me of a um, quick anecdote about Alan Moore, who um, did an interview where he described the the day that he was disillusioned with superheroes was the day that he decided that he was going to be one. So he got <laughs> okay. a full costume. Uh, cape mask everything and he climbed up a tree and waited for some friends to pass by and he jumped down uh mysteriously cape furling um and they all stopped and said alan what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> recognized instantly yes both recognized instantly but at the same time i do like, like i do feel like this is one of those alan moore stories where it's like this isn't like this isn't that out of the norm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it deflates the scene, but like, it, it's like, it's, it's sort of like a difference of attack, I guess. Where like, like this is just deflating in the character because like, they just don't take it very seriously. And like, it's not really what the scene's about. It's about like, Hey, this is actually a person that got turned into a horrible thing. And 
we needed to try and negotiate it with it. Like, that's the actual, like, substance of the scene. Where, like, always BJ's interactions with various, like, immortal super beings was this weird sort of flippant, like, I don't know what to call it, but, like, it reminds me a lot of, like, the sort of, like, shitty, like, sort of atheism a lot of, like, like, very performative atheism that a lot of, like, losers on the internet would, like, sort of propagate. Of, like, <laughs> fucking flying, flying sky fairy. It's, it's not even real, man. And it's, like, but, like, it's just, like, it's just, it's sneering and it's, like, ineffective and it's bad writing. And it just doesn't, like, yeah. it, it doesn't come across <clears throat> as authentic. Or, and or the uh, isekai, like, you know. <laughs> what you know, god my ass <laughs> uh, i'm cooler than god i'm double god but yeah uh it, it, it deflated but in a good way yeah good um, writing instead of bad writing who'd have thunk but yeah he he so we found out this horse is simple heart uh he was like one of the, he was like the success with air quotes of the horrible experiment that they were trying to do here uh, which actually gets revealed in this scene. We learn what they were trying to do, which was like, we they wanted to take a mega spell and put it into a person and see what would happen. Apparently, uh, their insanity of what they wanted to do is they wanted to take a time machine and put it into a horse. <laughs> 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 and thought, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> valid to swallow fingers goats and time machines yes uh uh but it's one of those like so my favorite thing about this like just just from a meta contextual perspective that like time travel is a thing in the my little pony universe um the funny part about it is it only works you can only like go back several like hours so, like, the idea behind a mega spell of it is actually kind of, like, it's there's precedent for it. Because the idea behind mega spells, in theory, is that it's just, it's sort of, like, maximize, maximize. mega. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, yeah. It's just take spell, maximize it to its farthest possible potential. So the idea of taking a time machine magic spell and, like, throwing it back into the, into the past or going into the future makes a lot of sense as a, like, narrative convention. Um, but, yeah, it turns out, like, didn't, didn't work too good. Uh... Uh, now this dude's kind of weird, unstuck nightmare thing, but he's none too happy about it. Um, <laughs> Honestly, who would be? <laughs> well, we also found out too that, like, I, I guess, like, Walkirk, the dude that had this place built, was like afraid of this dude being a thing that existed. So he also like split him up. Like, okay, so there's there's a huge fake out in this chapter because I was really expecting this story to become a different story all of a sudden. Because he goes like, I've been, I was cut into pieces and scattered across the, the map. And my, my brain just immediately like added objective collect Simple Hearts pieces. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, they're like, no, you need to like help us. You know, you need to, you need to like, we need to like escape from this or we're dead and we can help you by getting your pieces back to you. You know, in their very, like, eloquent, like, oh, this one does not trust you type way. So, fucking Silverstorm, uh, uh, head made of concrete, uh, goes for the nuclear solution and, like, presses a shotgun to this Eldridge Nightmare's head and is like, I will shoot you then. <laughs> um, and the response is, you're bluffing. But, but obviously, <laughs> this is enough to rattle Sublar. And I just love that kind of idea. Like, I love the idea of just like, oh, this 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 Eldritch Nightmare unstuck from time. Uh, what's the solution? I'm going to threaten it with a gun. <laughs> um, but apparently, like, pressing a gun to his temple is enough to, like, get him to at least, like, accept the idea of, like, hey if you help us get to like your part we can give it back to you and like you can help us escape because otherwise 
As long as I'm going to die here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well not die alone. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do kind of find it funny. You are bluffing. You've been in my head. You know that I am not. <laughs> I also just like want to take, like, we, we can't, like, talk about every single, like, line by line. But I just want to say that, like, the like a lot of the, like the the sort of like um what's the word I'm forming for like the actual like inter like dialogue interaction like a lot of the like characterization dialogue and a lot of the like stuff about the characters actually talking to each other is like just like a lot better like in general since when we when we started like there's like a lot of clear improvement going on I like a lot of the characters like bouncing back and off of each other um. There's a there's a fun sort of moment where there's like uh, oh you know we'll just you know like hey if he kills us we'll we'll curse his name in our dying breaths <laughs> and Silverstorm's like no use my name just to be safe um, <laughs> and uh, Flair's like response to that is like right I can do that how about it <laughs> Serenity you want to curse your mama with your dying breath uh, and she's like yeah it sounds like fun can I um. It's it's very good writing. Like it's very like like and like again just to contrast against like PH like the PH PH was so lifeless. Like the characters are so broad and badly written that like you couldn't have character actions that felt meaningful. It was always like characters breathlessly dramatically standing around talking to each other as if like the world was ending and of course it was, but it was just this just it was just way too much melodrama all the time. Um and it just made it so like the characters just felt like entirely wooden and yeah it, it it got to the point where like episode after episode i was i i kept screaming more or less who is this person who is this horse that like the protagonist was the only one like who had agency and thus like meaningful personality and that personality changed from paragraph to paragraph sometimes uh but all of these characters have like yeah very defined you know character uh and character traits um uh which probably has you know which uh probably has a lot to do with the fact that they're they're all independent agents uh -huh. <laughs> who can act on the world around them but yeah i just, just want to like i just wanted to take a set to say that like just I, I just like i like the dialogue where the characters talk to you. like the yeah. thing the, the best thing that heroes has going for it that i think a lot of others like a lot of other stories struggle a lot with is having like nailing the character interaction like the the part that was like part of the one of the things that like really makes FOE shine is um just i like the characters i like their 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 back and forth i like having like i just i could read endless stories of these characters talking with each other and the same goes for heroes like it just it's it's hard to nail down uh, like guys of chaos does this pretty good too i i like a lot of the relationship between um like ripple and ashred they're just they're fun they're very like fun buddy cowboys uh through the course of the story it's good stuff but just okay. a shout out to guys of chaos i guess like it's just i don't know like all the good stories like all the ones i would say that like i, I guess like the thing i would i would have to like say nail down if you're ever writing one of these kinds of stories just in stories in general is that like having fun character interactions goes all the really a long way to making your world and setting feel more realized like you can make the most complex world where everything is perfectly conceived of and there you know every name of every mountain, but it won't feel real to people reading it if the characters themselves don't feel real. Um, so it's just, it's always something to focus on. Uh, so, uh, our praise of uh, our author uh, for this uh, fic, no one, uh, Odysseus. Uh, aside, we've, we've got to find those personality cores. Yes. Uh, they get, they, basically they're, they, they, they get sent via, like, ominous, uh, like, cargo, uh, elevator down deeper and deeper in, because this goddamn structure is labyrinthine and massive, um, this is this is extremely stalker right now. This is what makes me think of, um, and the just, uh, elevator loading screen conversation is: Did you just threaten a god with a shotgun? No, threatened a god with an empty shotgun. <laughs> that line rules. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, 
Though it does make her think, oh, Swanny, honey, uh, do you still have that gun? <laughs> Which I just love as a, like... Yeah, because apparently no one thought to check the small child for firearms. <laughs> Which is very, very funny. Um, it's both funny from a perspective of like, yeah, she's a sweet innocent child. Of course she's not packing heat. But also the like, haha video games of like Fallout, like kids are like both like unkillable but they also like can't equip weapons or anything like that so like why would you ever like <laughs> suspect a child um in a fallout but her like first response with that is like you're not gonna shoot my uncle are you my uncle your uncle oh you mean my brother that i'm going to kill <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> um I, but i like i like this i like this scene a lot because she kind of like um she, like, tries to, like, sit down or, like, just, like, kneel down since they're horses. Um, uh, Serenity. And it's like, oh, well, you know, she's not, like, a good... I'm amused by the notion of them all loafing. Like, like... <laughs> legs yes. completely retract into their torsos. And... Uh, uh, he's not a good person. And, like, if push comes to shove, I'm gonna have to. It's It's nice, though. Like, there's this, like, nice little, like... It's, like, only a couple of lines, but I, I like it a lot, and that's why I want to focus on it, where he, like, um, said, maybe I sighed and kept walking in the dirty darkness. He's not a good pony. He wanted to kill me. And then her, like, next line is, he used to play tag with me, and we wrestled, and I'd always let him win, like, in her mind, which I just like that, like, back and forth, where she's like, still clearly, like, she's not handling, like, she hasn't been able to handle, like, Meadow, like, turning to the dark side or whatever. Um, uh, and she, she basically, like, has come to some sort of conclusion that, like, at some point he has to die. Like, he has to die. But I'm only going to kill him if he provokes me into killing him. Like, apparently that's her, her conclusion. Because, I, I don't know, like, to some degree I, I, like, understand. Like, he's, like, her brother isn't a good person. Like, he's, he's completely, like, drank the Kool-Aid. He is... He is Team Raider all the way down. He is, he takes, he very obviously takes, um, Smooth Tongue, whatever his name was, Smooth Lips. Uh, <laughs> everything he says is verbatim. He clearly looks at him as something of like an adopted father figure character. He is, he is completely pro whatever that guy does, which means he has done some shit. We, there's just, there's no way he hasn't. Uh, and he will continue to do some shit, so... Uh, she she's resolved that she has to kill him if if he um if he's gonna keep being like that. But she, there's still like obviously clear hesitation. Uh even even her making that sort of like clear uh declaration in her head. Um uh yeah, there's a lot more like wandering in the darkness. Uh there's like a lot of like her trying to like deal with the fact that she's starting to come off the medics and like not having a good time with it. Uh, there's this, like, another goofy line of, like, sentences that I like a lot where it's, like, Flair is like, so, I've decided I'm blaming Curly Fries uh, for all of this. <laughs> but that, that which was that Steel Ranger from before that, like, screwed everything. Like, like and his, his logic is funny. Like, it's this whole thing where it's like, well, yeah, of course, if he, he, if he wasn't such a fuckwad, he wouldn't have uh, gotten replaced by Blackwater and he'd be here right now and we he, we could obviously would have evaded him so it's his <laughs> own fault for being such a fuck up that we're in this mess <laughs> the paradox of the fuckwad <laughs> damn I, love, I, I wish that fuckwad was still in charge we'd be able to run circles around him why isn't he he was a fuckwad that random idiots could run circles around he got fired yeah but I, I don't know. I like I like it. It's charming. It's 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 good stuff. Um, they find a tr a train like an underground train. <laughs> um, I do like me a good train. Uh, it's a fun set piece. But uh, but basically they're like, okay, we can use this as like a way to like we can use this to sleep because it's like a you know, like an enclosed area. And Cerny's also like. Well, also, I can probably get it running, because I'm a good engineer horse. Um, 
may have specialized in cybernetics, but I can still <laughs> work my way I'm around. I'm sure we can wrench. find some meat to plug into it. <laughs> what a horrid idea! Just have to plug <laughs> some viscer in before certainly knows how to make it work. <laughs> It's like gamifying your own uh, cutie mark. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just install some organic components. It'll be a cyborg, and then I'll. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, Serenity Works is going to work. Mass while Effect Three. <laughs> every every cell phone and toaster now has an organic beating heart. To what function? Who can say? Yes. <laughs> uh, there's so many weird implications of that stupid line. Um, <laughs> just so many. But basically, the uh, Serenity's going to stay awake while the, the, the rest of the two of them get some sleep. Silverstorm has some normal dreams uh, for once. Uh, norm- normal dreams still being horrible uh, PTSD nightmares, but like... <laughs> she's just playing some of the oldies, some of the classics. She can, she can deal with a little bit of trauma. Slaps horse. This baby can fill with so much trauma. She she wakes from a start. <clears throat> they uh, she tra- chats with Serenity a little bit. There's a there's a kind of fun moment where like, um, uh, sort of Silverstorm sort of like speculates on like how strong the god Horus actually is because they're like well he can like invade our dreams but he doesn't seem to be able to like control them super well because he like lets slip his real identity in a dream and he doesn't seem to be able to like invade our memories or mind and like uh certainly like you know you're a lot smarter than you give yourself credit for he's <laughs> uh, like what yeah you just like you're dense but like it doesn't mean like you're stupid um I don't know, I, I like the line, uh, you're dense, but you're still trying really hard. Um, no, the, the specifically, the line is like, you're dense, but you're brilliant when you try. <laughs> yeah. There's like, I don't remember where it is, but there's like a great line from Flair where it's like, it's either from Flair or Serenity where it's like, she's so, she's so stupid she forgets to be dumb sometimes. <laughs> and I just love that framing. Um, um, I mean, like that's that's not far from from my like insistence and in, in, uh, of um, my uh, read on the character back in chapter one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still true now. It's just that she's got a lot more baggage, mm. um, uh, and there's a lot of negative self talk going on. And yeah, um, I, I I guess that there's there's for a lot of the story that's been literally true. Like she, she's made a lot of dumb decisions because she's, you know, just sort of shrugged her shoulders and gone. Well, that I mean, what would a dumb horse like me do? Yeah, what a dumb idiot like myself, <laughs> an idiot who is dumb, uh, doing this situation. I know a stupid idea. <laughs> I had a brilliantly moronic idea with my dumb, stupid brain. Like I don't know. And again, c- contrasting against against BJ, like BJ was constantly praised as like. He's like, oh, you know, you're smarter than you give yourself credit for. But, like, did, like, I guess, like, being a monster doesn't count as a stupid decision, um, technically. Uh, it's just doing an evil. Baffling, incomprehensible, um, willless. <laughs> yeah, gutless, spineless decisions, I guess, count as being evil. Um, um like... Yeah, most of her dumbest, her 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 feet, her greatest feats of stupidity were um, nodding along and allowing herself to be convinced by supervillains mm-hmm. of of the righteousness of their position. Yeah, because of course the author didn't see too much problem with whatever the supervillains' choices actually were. Um, played their hand a little bit too much, trying to be like trying to write sympathetic villains. Um. Uh, we also get a little bit of uh, Silverstorm trying to sing, and she's terrible at it. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think that Silverstorm wins so many points in my book for just having flaws that are like anything <laughs> concrete, <laughs> recurring, identifiable. But she still tries anyways, which I think is is charming. Like BJ would sing all the time, but it was like you know 
that was actually one of the few things I could say that was like charming about the character in, her, in its own right too, because she'd be usually like creepily singing like like belting out like childhood songs while being completely pissed drunk, and that made her like this weird, terrifying like weirdo in my mind. Um, but I don't know. I just I just like that like Silverstone has meaningful flaws that are like not just like character flaws. Like she just sucks at things sometimes. Um, but it wakes Flair up because it's like, you need to stop torturing cats, <laughs> which is a classic, but it's a good one. Uh, we get like a weird backstory where like Flair was like tortured, um, at like at one point, uh, that I don't really, it doesn't really go anywhere and I don't know if it actually really means anything, but like, you know. But yeah, we travel around on the tr tram for a while. Um, a lot of this chapter, like, it's hard to, like, a lot of this chapter is, like, the, like, uh, you know, just characters literally just talking to each other, which I like a lot while things are happening. A lot of like loading mundane. screens between set pieces. Yes. Um, but it's the stuff I like. It's the stuff I care about. Yeah. They, uh, they get yelled at by the weird talking voice on the radio. Um... Uh, which Flair decides to, like, Antagonize. poke the bear about. <laughs> uh, which, of course, the, like, flustered robotic voice is like, bah, 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 bah. Um, uh, well, I never. Because, <laughs> like, Flair basically, like, Flair does the smart thing uh, of, like, getting the person who wants to talk about a lot about themselves or th things like say a thing wrong on purpose so that they're like baited into having to explain it to them because they're like hey so like why is the like upstairs all lit in the facility but like down here in this tunnels are all dark like what's up with that and they're like well it runs on a mega spell generator you idiot and they're like huh that's funny i didn't know you could use weapons to power things they're like fool don't you know <laughs> which i mean like is just as equally like, don't you know that it's actually like, <laughs> you can use mecha spells for other things. <laughs> uh, you idiot. <laughs> this is just me now. Like, this is me yelling over the, like, over the speakers, like, yelling at someone who got something minorly wrong. <laughs> but Flair, of course, actually knew this because... The one thing I'll, I'll give Pegasi is that they do have something of an unbroken hit connection to history, uh, unlike everybody else. Um, and I guess would know this, especially being a military horse. Um, and so he like tries to like, he's like, okay, so if you know that, that means there's only a handful of things you could be to know that. You're either a Pegasi or uh, you're a ghoul or you're like a someone from like the past like plugged into the machine um you can't just be some random wastelander um <clears throat> which they turn into a funny guessing game uh which they get annoyed by uh and said deadly deadly robots against I, I will say like my one negative like my one like i think that uh but it's, and this is like, maybe like more of a pet peeve than anything. My one negative about this is that a lot of the last couple of chapters have been about fighting robots. And I don't like when these stories talk about fighting robots because they're not characters. They're just conflicts to happen because the story needs more like action in it. Um, and that isn't as interesting as like fighting real people because, you know, <clears throat> real people have tactics and you know, complications that can happen. Um, with robots, it just kind of is, and then robots fight, and then they beat the robots. Or they don't beat the robots, and they die, or whatever. Like, mm. it's just, I don't know, it's just not as interesting to me in terms of, like, what you could potentially have for... Like, not that you could have, like, people fighting here, but, like, I don't know, like, there's a bunch of, like, unused steel rangers on the top floor of this uh, that they could also be dealing with. But, you know, again, I think that's more of a nitpick of personal preferences than, like, I think an actual negative of the story. Um, the real important part about this, though, actually, is um, Hired Gun is crashing real hard now um, from her from her medex addiction uh, to the point where she's just like, okay, I need to, like, I need to stop. 
you guys need to go on without me. Uh, where Flair is like, no, that's not happening. We're not doing that. Come on. We need you at least as like a bullet sponge. Come on. It's like trying to like <laughs> goad her into getting up, basically, it feels like. Um, <clears throat> uh, they like set her down in like some sort of weird smuggler's hideout that they find in the uh, in the tunnels. Um, and uh, Flair kind of, you know, being very cognizant of what's actually happening to, to Silverstorm, like has to top her up on Medex uh, and is basically like, okay, you gotta like sit here um and like let the like painkillers take effect but then you got to get back out there <clears throat> i actually can't recall if um, blackjack ever suffered withdrawals no uh not even once she she never felt any consequences of being of being addicted she got really bad with like radiation sickness at one point and that was like i think Outside of, like, all of the grotesque, gory, like, torture porn that happens, um, I think that's, like, the most that ever happens to her with, like, chemical addiction. Because, like, it's basically one of those things where, like, she gets horribly, like, she gets put on all of these drugs and it's like, hey, you'll be addicted to these. But conveniently, she gets turned into a robot, like, mm. a couple chapters later, so none of the consequences of that are felt. Um... But yeah, she gets like a radio, uh, she gets like an audio diary that we listen to for a little while, which is like a smuggler who's like smuggling a bunch of crap for Baptisia, including like a lot of drugs, uh, which is a bad thing for, uh, for, uh, Silverstorm and her like weakened state to hear because she like looks over and, you know, the like, you know, the like cartoon equivalent of seeing a honeyed ham in the desert, uh, just a big old pile of painkillers and various other drugs uh, just sitting there waiting for her to take. Uh, we also get, like, a couple of, like, other in-universe, like, chemicals uh, joked about getting taken, like, getting uh, smuggled into here. Um, uh, including Flux, which makes me shake my fist at no one again uh, for including stuff from PH in it. But yeah, it's kind of a weird, like, Haha, like, here's drugs and also a bunch of, like, potential plot points for later. We get mentioned Star Metal again, and I don't know, like, what context Star Metal is going to have for the broader story if it keeps getting brought up. Because it's, like, you know, it's supposed to be a rare metal, and, like, you know, she has a bunch of it in her system because it's in her, it's in her, uh, it's in her, like, limb stump. So, like, I have a feeling that if, it, if they're ever going to need a small amount of Star Metal... Uh, that that's going to come up, but that's just me like calling a shot. Um, now me, that that like, that's sure interesting. Outfield. You have heavy metal poisoning with that. Yes, <laughs> the, the the metal is phenomenally rare. <laughs> uh, it's good. You you have you have heavy metal poisoning. Oh no, this lock needs heavy metal poisoning to unlock. <laughs> um, what will we ever do? Will her body turn to steel in the great magnetic wheel? <laughs> it's possible. Uh, but she also gets a hold of, like, a, like, I, I think Rage is supposed to be, like, one of the, the like, juicer cocktail drugs that you make in Fallout New Vegas. Because I think it's supposed to be, like, a stand-in for Psycho. Nor is that Stampede. No, Stampede's Psycho, isn't it? Or not Psycho, uh, Slasher. Maybe, no. Okay, so... If I'm remembering my, like, conversion right, I think Rage is a stand-in for Psycho, and then Stampede was a stand-in for Slasher. Regardless, she takes, like, combat juicer drugs uh, now to give her an edge. Um, uh, so they can fight the robots. Um, she, she, she goes, you know, she, she gets into red mode. Uh, 25 boost to all, all stats, increased damage, um, <laughs> pumps into her arm and she does the, like, Popeye thing and the steam shoots out of her nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
I think we've made this joke in every ver- every season of the podcast so far. Yes, I I, um, I hope we have just for the sake of continuity. I'm not sure. No, okay, we made that joke for for Pip when somebody crosses a moral line, <laughs> uh, and she goes berserk. <laughs> Children in danger, you say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she goes from the dregs to oh, uh, kill everyone. Yeah, I'll kill you all. Um, but there, there is like multiple Popeye spinach uh, instances in PH. I can't recall any of the specifics, but I, I do yeah. remember it happened where like I fights to the finish when I, <laughs> I, I fights to the finish when I have my crack cocaine. <laughs> Um, um, but the real important part of this scene is that, like, um, she does this whole thing, um, uh, she's, since she's still seeing red, um, she, since she's still seeing red, she, like, you know, is real, real mad at Flair, uh, and, the, you know, which, again, is, like, another one of those, like, I think this is a cool, cool moment, because, well, in certain kind of drugs, it kind of kind of just are just mad and hyper and will do no bad things and yeah uh, uh, all of your your worst impulses are up to 11 but yeah because it's like her line is like if he couldn't do his job he should just die fuck his failure ass <laughs> it's like well i agree <laughs> i think it's a little mean uh <clears throat> somewhat uncalled for but but yeah like flair like spins her around and it's like what the fuck um because, you know, she, you know, it's like, hey, you're putting, like, even worse drugs into you. The thing I also, like, missed, too, is that when she, like, doped herself herself up with Medex, she, like, sort of, like, almost unconsciously, like, just started sticking herself with more of them, too. Mm. Um, Because uh, she's, you know, she's already getting to that point where, like, a single dosage of, I don't know, horse ketamine... As opposed to regular ketamine, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Um, I have no idea uh, if ketamine like has a different formula or dosage when, uh, yeah. when used on. Well, horses. it's it is horse tranquilizers, so it'd be yeah. weird if it was like horse tranquilizers for for humans, like the main and body shampoo, but for <laughs> for, for, for drugs. Oh, all right. Um, but. Uh, Flair is pretty pretty sizably pissed, obviously. Um, <laughs> and this scene is really funny for a very specific thing, but like you know, it goes off and he's like, you know, you could have you could have hurt us, you could have hurt Serenity, like you can't you can't do this. He tries to give the like, you know, uh, I've been on drugs, uh, you can't be on drugs, it's bad, uh, sort of speech. Um, but I kind of love that, like, her response is, like, what do you know? You gave up Dash at the first opportunity. Which, like, uh, with later later dialogue is supposed to be her saying, like, it's like, well, what do you know? Like, you gave it up and went cold turkey and, like, you're doing fine. Like, what do you know? Like, you know, you and I are not the same. But, like, the phrasing of it before the context is added just makes it sound like he's, like, he, like, wussed out on drugs. <laughs> Quitter. <laughs> <laughs> You only you took a single drug and died instantly like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so funny to me. Um, and given that she's in this very like aggro state, like I don't know, fuck it, maybe that's what she meant. Um, but yeah, I'm in for the long haul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking all the drugs, and you can't stop me. I'm going to grow back an extra eye and then unlock a third eye. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but uh, this is where Flair gives his like tragic backstory. Like the sad music plays when he likes talks about like he's had like multiple like relapses. And it basically gives it like a spiel of like, uh, it's like, yeah, you're a fuck up, but like you can do better and you need to like let go of this like like it's it's basically like the like um you know you've screwed up and you're letting those hold you back and you need to like move past that like that's been yeah. like the recurring theme in these last couple of chapters 
um, you're you're letting the past and 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 like honestly, to be fair though, some of it's the present. Yeah. Uh, from from holding her back from like being a better person. Um. Uh, you need which, to stop you know, pretending to be a worse horse than you are to make yourself feel better about uh, uh, the bad things that have happened up to this point. Like, um. And yeah, as 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 meaningful and important as this has has been built up to, the the obvious joke that I can't get out of my head is it all falls de- on deaf ears and she snaps his spine <laughs> like Bane. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, that would just basically be blackjack. Um, <laughs> I mean, like the, we're just like if we're describing a worse horse, that just is what blackjack is. She's a worse storm. <laughs> like she wouldn't snap his back, but she would. It would just like. It would just turn out that, like, no, it turns out, actually, your weird mutant anatomy means that you need drugs to live now. And you're absolved fact, of all healthy. of your crimes. It's healthier than ever. The, the, the drugs cured your cancer. Now your body runs on cocaine, literally. Um, and here's $20. <laughs> uh, uh, and a harem of boys for you to molest. Uh... So I don't deserve $20 or boys as she tucks it in her wallet and goes to like, yeah goes goes and molesting yeah um, let's not forget blackjack was the literal worst um so yeah, she, but, yeah. she's talked to and she's she's talked down and sleeps it off uh yeah sleeps off more of her drugs she's still a mess um they they do like a another like response to like um like yeah we should, we're gonna like they're talking about the future we're gonna go and we're gonna get back to dice and Hayes is gonna want to see you and um you know they they re- repeat the stupid thing of like damn curly fries ruining our day <laughs> um this is, whatever's gonna kill us next is all curly fries fault. <laughs> Um, uh, it's, it's, it's cute. Um, uh, they get into this giant, like comically large factory that I love just in terms of aesthetics. Cause it's just, it, they can't see the other side of it. It just, it just goes into the darkness. There just isn't. <laughs> there's rendering fog it's so it's so big we get we learn a a weird detail of like that again is very video games um where uh it's like oh yeah your cybernetics like get better over time it's the way they're built so you're not overwhelmed with all the features um which is like a concept stolen literally out of like deus ex human revolution which i think is funny Hmm. like that's a like put the author on blast just think it's funny <laughs> it just it vastly changes my perception of what Silverstone sounds like because of that um it was just it's just funny to imagine a horse having to get praxis kits to like unlock their cybernetics um but yeah they make a joke about having to unlock laser beams um and like Cerny's like, well, no, I, like eye lasers don't exist yet. <laughs> just, uh, I don't know. I like, I like, I, I like. I, I was so expecting Serenity's like weird obsession with cybernetics to be annoying, but it, it honestly is a very charming feature of this weird ten-year-old, um, <laughs> this ten-year-old tech savant, because it just kind of goes for it as hard as it does. Um, but yeah, but then they come with a brilliant plan, um, which is honestly one of the most insane plans I've ever heard, but fuck it. Um, their logic is like, oh, wait, we, I figured a way out of the Steel Ranger business. We just give, we, we give them a part of it. Cause if we just tell everyone, uh, like about this place they're all gonna want a piece of it and if we just tell them like if we're just 
very guarded about the information that we give them about specific entrances. We can, like, give them a portion of this facility for their control without the other ones knowing about it. Which is one of the most insane plans I've ever heard. Like, one of the most doomed-of-fail plans I've ever heard in this story. It, it is so insane. Like, there's how, so many moving parts to this plan. this, like problem with the with the bad guys knowing about this doomsday weapon factory make it a turf war <laughs> so that everyone I mean, is killing each other for the uh doomsday weapon factory i mean it i guess it makes sense for, for the very short-sighted perspective of of uh silver storm that would give it a, get a lot of people off of her back <laughs> they're too busy <laughs> dying in the in the doomsday weapon factory wars um <laughs> that she could just tiptoe away <laughs> well because like because they rattle off like oh well this like they just want the training facility but like oh well the cybernetics bay like all oh, the fucking uh like house would love to hear about that and they like list off all these different mm-hmm. things that dice would love so like uh, like the different factions so they're just the plan is we'll just tell everybody which is like a very like it's it is the it is I'm trying to unlock the hidden hard mode ending version <laughs> of the video game we're playing right now where you need like absurdly high skills and very specific things and having to do a bunch of weird quest lines to like not piss off an- everyone enough that you can convince them to get a slice of this pie um Sort of, sort of like uh, trying to uh, unlock the fight with Akuma in Street Fighter Two, but on a grand scale. <laughs> it's just an absolutely unhinged plan. I love it. Like I love it from a narrative perspective, but just it's just insane. It's so nuts. Um, but uh, we also get a um. Uh, hey, we're gonna ki- also we're gonna kill high stakes. Though we're definitely gonna do that, and that's the thing that's also like stuck with me about high stakes. Where I have no idea if stakes like high stakes has technically betrayed House or not from House's perspective, because like in theory, House got what he wanted out of high stakes stabbing uh, uh, her in the back, and the only reason why House gave a shit at all about her being part of the like the about uh, of his gang was because it was bad PR for someone to be running around with cybernetics that wasn't part of his crew as far as he was concerned. So, like he didn't really care about her as a person as much as the robotics she was attached to. So and like, then I don't know, like, it's subject just, to put more robotics in. Yes. It's just it's food for thought. Like it's 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 like I don't like cuz cuz that's what I'm like I'm waiting for the other horseshoe to drop basically that like um that we're going to find out that like when she gets back to dice that like Oh, high stakes just told me he shot you because you weren't playing ball, and that's how Smooth Tongue gets into the city. Like, and that's how like we you know consolidate antagonists. Um, that's that's my like theory. Because mm. uh, it could also just be as well that like high stakes is like he jumps ship and he's like working for a better crew as far as he's concerned and high stakes is incredibly effective middle mannership is what allows smooth tongue to actually like gain more power than his dumb little stupid gang uh that he thinks is bigger than it is uh but i don't know it's it's fun to speculate um but yeah the last little bit of this though is they basically go like well, what do we need to do about the ghost thing that we promised to help? Uh, f- fuck them, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, we're just going to leave. But I like it a lot, uh, this little section, because, you know, the, the ghost thing is uh, not n- doesn't like this plan of being of the base being carved up. Um, so it's gonna try and fuck with them as they're trying to escape. And I like the second a lot because it's like a running race. So they're trying to like escape the facility. But like also all this crazy mindfuckery is happening. And a lot of it's like in the dialogue. So it's a little hard to like cover in this. But there's a lot of these really cool bits where like, you know, they're running and then like ghosts are talking. But like it doesn't like 
introduce them as such like the voices it just simply says this character from her past is talking now uh which is really cool and effective uh and we get a scene where like i guess we get like a glimpse of what actually happened at foundation because we uh which was uh uh if we remember correctly was silverstorm's previous child because uh she's hanging from a rope uh being mean <laughs> to iron gun um which you know is more like is too much for her like it's mm. it's one of those like she she breaks down crying because she can't deal with uh the presence of foundation like it's just it's just like it's a line that like has not has yet been not crossed and it's just too much trauma uh for her to be wrapped up in um no fuck this i'm out (laughs) fuck this ghost fuck this building (laughs) well we get like a cool little conflict where she's like breaking down from it and like she's like you know contemplating like she's completely spiraling and like the you know I'm just going to die here. Like there's no, there's no point in going on. And then she gets like a whisper of her, like a voice in her head. And she like scrambles to determine like what it is. And it's like, Oh, it's her own like voice, I guess. Like it's her own thoughts, like uncluttered from the like, uh, and she has to like face the, like vi- this visit, this grotesque visage of foundation being dead. Um, uh, and has to like break from this. Um, and it's like, no, you have a child, so you have to deal with now. You have to survive for her sake, and you have to move past your own past. And I like that a lot. Like, I like, like, I'm always a sucker for this kind of like mind gamey shit, where like the way that you that she's breaking out of it is like just just toughing it out. Like she's just her own her own absurd mantra that she like has repeated through the course of the story of just survived like to to get past things is now being faced against like an like a psychic attack and apparently it's strong enough to push past a mega spell time ghost uh invading her mind and that's cool it's cool stuff i like it a lot um um but yeah i like this last little line here where it's like i took a step forward foundation still hung there it still tore at my heart but i had to keep walking to survive uh, i like it a lot it's good it's good writing it's good mm-hmm. um Agreed. i don't know why i'm trying to convince you so much but it's good no it's it, it, um, i try and convince the the, the listener to, to go read it i think yeah it's, it, it, I, I would say more it's good like, to be excited you know, about it, things that you liked it's 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 comical in the the like the the inversion to our, our advertisement of literally never read P- Project Horizons. It'll it's poison. It'll kill you. <laughs> um, uh, is that you should read this because the writing is good. Uh, it's charming. Um, but yeah, the last little bit as they they escape, they open the door in like an like an entrance hatch back out of the the mountain hopefully miles and miles away from uh the steel rangers and they see the sun yay they did it they escaped free outward into Um, a new horizon we will paint red (laughs) with the blood of so many horses this plan yes also i forgot to say what the name of this chapter was, this was chapter 20, Graveyard of Good Intentions. Well, which is a <laughs> really good chapter. It's a really, yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly ideal ominous. if you only remembered to, to bring that up as a bookend, because, like, we, we open up with... Man, this... The horse running this facility, like, did some deeply monstrous things, but at least they meant well. Oh, well, uh... You know what... <laughs> You know what seems like a good idea? Like we re- mean really well by 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 instigating a gang war over this d- nuclear weapons facility. <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong. Um so it's very much like the sitcom I'm on two dates and I have to keep swapping between the dates. <laughs> uh, no one can no one else can know that they're all <laughs> vying for the same facility well, well okay okay i guess what it actually is so higher good is trying to sell a bridge <laughs> <laughs> but once she sold that bridge she's gonna sell it again to a different person and um, also the bridge eats people 
<laughs> turns into a giant mecha. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, this is the non-fungible mountain. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, right. Don't funge the mountain. It's like crossing the streams. Yes. Um, but yeah, but I think we got to wrap this, t- this episode up. Contact us by emailing to weirdingtonesq at gmail.com. Uh, our Twitters are uh, at weirdingtone and thou art fi, respectively. Thou art fi is uh, 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 deeply not safe for work. Um, mm-hmm. And so sure. I look forward to finding, uh, seeing what we'll find on the other side of Onward from Sunshine and Rain. Oh.